the steamy nook. It's way better than reading oh! a book. We just like to talk shit all day, but you're gonna love it anyway. The steamy nook. Hey. Holy shit. Did Dan write that for you guys? That's yeah. Dan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did, did he? Who wrote it? He did, did Dan write it? He did. Too? No, he did oh, it. He wrote it all himself. Yeah. Uh, Does that mean he loves that's us? Glorious. Well, welcome on into the Steamy Nook, everyone. The podcast where we talk about pop culture, music, current events, and more. I'm your host, Hubie Halloween, aka Mike Ortiz. Today we're joined by What's a Pussy, aka Mike Cronin. Hey guys. I put Fable in the Fableist, <laughs> aka Kyle Oatpocket, and the Bearded One, aka Majestic Steve. King of the naps. Yeah. We do have a special guest here with us today. Some would say he's a wizard. Some would say he can go toe-to-toe with Bigfoot. He's an avid climber, <laughs> professional photographer, a songwriter. He was four seconds too late to see my wife's jugs on FaceTime the other day. My newborn's <laughs> middle name is Ryan after this guy. And because without this dude, I wouldn't have met my wife. And most importantly, he's the electric triangle player of Story of the Year. Welcome on in, Ryan Phillips. Woo! Yay, thanks for having me, dude. I, I wanted to I'm, say... <laughs> I'm super sorry. I want to say my wife oh, so many I'm, times during that intro. Oh, yeah, my wife. My wife. Hey, I'm sorry, I missed your, I'm sorry I missed your wife's jugs, though. She is, too. <laughs> Cronin, you are just pounding water, bro. Dude, I know. After this weekend? Previous weekend? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so opposite. <laughs> Usually, he's cracking open beers. We're still dehydrated. If I lived in St. Louis and hung out with Dan, I'd be dead. I'd be dead years ago. Dude, it, it's a fact. He, like Everyone has like a superpower, right? Yeah. I believe that. His superpower is that he can just do that <laughs> yeah. all the time. <laughs> yes. you know, and, and still function. And uh, I attribute it a lot to the fact that he got started yeah. way later than the rest of yeah. us. We got yeah. started at, mm. you know, as teenagers or whatever. He didn't, you know, he was, he's got catching up to do, but... <laughs> Man, he goes hard. We were at the bar uh, right after the first day of the video shoot. And like at the end of the night, it was like 1 a.m., whatever, we're leaving. Dude, he looked like he was in the upside down. Like <laughs> he was yeah. like, Whoa! Yeah, was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. But the great. thing is, is like he'll do that and he'll just power through a hangover. And yeah. then by that night, he'll just like, fuck it. Gonna drink again. Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I, I, I just can't, I can't do that anymore. I can't be hungover anymore. Like, it fucks with me. I hate it, you know? Yeah. I hate it. I hate being mm-hmm. over like that. We have an idea of, like, what Dan does on his free time, but what's Ryan up to on the weekends? Oh, I don't really, like, have free time. Like, I don't... I mean, um, <laughs> like, I would never... Like, I, I realize it's not lost on me, like, how pretentious and dorky this sounds, but, like, I don't, like, sit down and, like, you know, like, just sit there or, like, watch TV <laughs> or, like... I don't know. I I, I always have, like, a a list of like 7,000 things that I want to do, you know, like when people say I'm bored, I, I have no idea of that concept. Like I'm, I've literally never been bored in my life once. Like even during COVID, you kind of still found a way to stay active and do dude, stuff like the height dude, of it. Honestly, at the beginning, I like, this is really weird and shit. I shouldn't say out loud, but fuck it. When COVID first started, like the first couple months, like I loved it. I loved it, dude. I was just like, Oh, I mean, I just like, I get to hang out with my family and just like build shit and write music and like work out a bunch and just like cook awesome food every night and like uh you mm-hmm. know just like ride my bike every day and like I was like yeah this is like a fucking incredible like I I thought it was um I mean it's I know it's kind of insensitive to say a lot of people died a lot of people got really sick like I met you know like mm-hmm. I have family members that have it right now but there's aspects of it that were just beautiful man like that that like family time that just like we're gonna slow everything fucking down and just be like together here um it was beautiful man I, you know after six months or a year i was completely fucking over it but um right yeah i just i just always have stuff that i want to do and get done and stuff that i want to learn or uh so yeah i I'm, I'm i'm like the last person in the world that wouldn't have stuff to do you know it just seems like if you get bored, you just go out in your garage and just build like a futon or something, you know? <laughs> I just, <laughs> just need another futon. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm just addicted to making shit. Like, I don't care if it's a goddamn futon or a song or whatever. I'm just... Yeah. The feeling of just making something that didn't exist. I talk about this way too much, but, um, you know, s- making something exist that didn't exist until it came out of my brain or 
out of my hands or whatever. I, I just find that to be so meaningful and um, it just gives me so much energy. And I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know, even if I, you know, I had like a day job or whatever, like I would still come home and just make shit, like whether that's songs or photos or futons or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what would your, what would your day job be if you had to have one? Like if you had like a, like a nine to five. Oh, fuck. Um, I thought for a long time I was going to be a fireman. Like I had this, these, you know, we, we kind of hit a low point with story of the year where we're like, dude, should we even be a band anymore? Do people care? You know, we were, uh, it was hard to leave the kids and stuff. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be a fireman. Like, you know, just, I think you, I, I would get a lot of meaning out of that. And, uh, I actually entered the fire Academy a couple times, um, or like the lottery to get into the fire Academy. And then I actually got in. And at the last moment, I had like 24 hours before the first class. I was like, dude, this really goes against the core of who I am. Like, I'm supposed to be making stuff. I'm supposed to be creative. So literally like the yeah. day before I was supposed to go, uh, I was like, nah, I just, I'm just going to make stuff. I'm just going to double down on photography um, while we're having this hiatus with the band. I don't know that I'm designed to go somewhere every day. I have like so much respect for people that can do that day in and day out. Uh, I just don't know that. I'm built that way. I, I think I would, I don't know. I may, I don't know. I, I'd probably get super weird and uh, lose my mind, <laughs> you know? I've heard, it's, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard it's slightly an ADHD thing because I kind of feel the same. How like our brains are hardwired for the old times as far as like hunting, hunting and gathering. We're not suited to sit down all day from a nine to five kind of a situation. We're not trained to work a nine to five or sit down in some factory all day. And, you know, I'm constantly in that same struggle, just wanting to create, wanting to do stuff, wanting to do all the things, but like, I got to sit my ass down and like, you know, I got to work. Yeah, dude. So, um, I will not, I, I could, Mike, I could talk about that for seven hours. Cause like all the ancestral stuff, the hunter gatherer stuff, like all, like that is so like up my, it is so like my lane. Like that's like, if I read books, that's the shit I'm reading about, you know? Um, I would say 80% of the time is that kind of stuff. But I actually uh, had this incredible opportunity to do photography at this media house here in St. Louis for a couple months. It was like big boy shit. Like they were shooting for like, like each, I mean like big, big, like for Amazon and stuff like that, like huge companies, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was an incredible opportunity, but I couldn't believe like a lot of the stuff we did in the studio you know, like all day long in a windowless room. I couldn't believe how much it affected me. Uh, it was an amazing job, like playing with cameras with awesome creative people all day. So it should have been the most amazing kind of situation. But dude, I couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't believe I, 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 my hats off to people that do that day in and day out because I, I, I there was a profound difference in my mental, uh, my mental state just being not not seeing sunlight all day like it fucked me up you yeah. know yeah so at least mm -hmm. if you know if i had a you know a window and i could look out and see sun or something maybe it'd be different but <laughs> dude i don't know that that more than anything just like really uh really messed with my brain yeah that's that's the uh yeah. the job that i just got uh is inside all the time. I, I'm not a big fan of it. And I've gotten to the point where I, I show up to work and I'm like, I just want to go do something. And it's just this giant square with that my office is in. And when I first walked into that room, every window, every set of blinds was closed. It was all, it's got four windows in it. All of them were closed. I'm like, how did anybody work in this? So I'm, everybody makes fun of my office because it's the brightest office in the entire building because the sun at all times is shooting through those windows. And I'm like, this, it's gotta be like this. This is, this, this is what I need. If I can't be out there, I'm yeah. going to have as much of that in here as possible. In like six weeks, you're going to, you're going to be like Carl Havoc. Like I got too much fucking shit on me. <laughs> Dude. So I, I would be you at your job, but I would have like my pants off, my shirt off, like, everything just, just get, i mean i'm not saying that doesn't happen but yeah. get to it steve that, that's yeah. what the, that's what happens when the door shut yeah i wouldn't last that's very awesome. long hey so i know kyle's yeah. in st louis where like i crone i know where where are you guys all at mike where are you at 
Are you in California? I'm in the Pacific Northwest. Not, I used to be. Oh, okay. I live in Washington now. I okay. actually live like in the fucking woods. Dude, that's so tight. I'm about 20 plus minutes south of the Canadian border now. Dude, that's oh, wow. so tight. I didn't in, know it was that close. Wait, in Washington? Yes. Dude, I, I love <laughs> that part of the country. It's freaking spectacular. I love it. Yeah, I live about 40, eh, 45 minutes, 30-ish minutes away from St. Louis. Oh, cool. Where, where though? Yes. Um, Centralia, Illinois. Okay, gotcha. Where I live now. Cool, yeah. cool. I just actually, ironically, while you were moving, I was moving too. So it was like, like I just got everything settled in here. Today's the first time I've been able to, like, it, the room's not set up at all. Yeah, yeah. But I, like, it's it's the first time I've got to use everything set up in here. This is the first time I've moved, uh, really, as an adult because we bought our house when I was on tour, and like my wife and her family like moved in. That, I mean, our first house, we've been in like 18 years. We've been in the same house. So I've never actually like, I lived in California with the dudes. Other than that, yeah. I've never lived anywhere else. So like, this is my first time like moving, you know, it's crazy. I've, I've done it a few times, Yeah, but like, this is the first time where it wasn't like a last minute decision. <laughs> this was, this was kind of a planned out <laughs> yeah. thing. So yeah. And uh, here soon, actually we're wanting to get something bigger. So yeah. we're probably going to be doing it again soon. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And Cronin, you're in Tampa, right? Yeah. I'm a little North of Tampa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you dig it? Yeah. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, it's all right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little out of the way, you know, from St. Louis, you know, it's not a lot of places to go around here, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just hot as shit right now. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, no, it's all right. That's cool. Nice. So I'm like out here in the country a little bit, Ryan, like the Lake St. Louis area. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember it, but like one, so there was, it must've been a couple of years ago, I was driving back here and then, you know, there's like cornfields on both sides, you know, all the way down this, down the highway. And there was this little church on the left side, right next to my house, basically. And I, I was like, I was driving, I was driving. Oh yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Dude, yeah. is that Ryan? Dude, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. That? <laughs> I remember that. So it was right across the street from my house. I was like, what the fuck? It was like seeing a unicorn or yeah. something. And I was like, and I kept driving. I turned around, probably in a dangerous way, and I just came to the parking lot and gave him a hug and then drove yeah. away. So, <laughs> so stupid. I was like, I think I was uh, shooting a wedding there or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah you were. I was like outside photographing the, the, awesome. the exterior. That is awesome. Like the exterior. And he fucking pulls up, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it was a straight up drive by. It was a drive by. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. The, on, the only celebrity I have in Tampa is Hulk Hogan, so that's not that I'm exciting sorry. anymore. You know? I'm sorry. Nobody, nobody's going to hug him anymore. Dude, hold up. You Hulk Hogan, Ryan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> have you seen Hulk Hogan like out and about like, oh, in the yeah. world? Really? Um, oh, dude, like a million times. No way. What? <laughs> really? Like another dude. <laughs> No, yeah, I, like I oh, I've seen him at the at the grocery store, the movies, everywhere. Yeah, dude, we we played a <laughs> we played like, a radio festival. Um, I don't remember where, but he was there for whatever reason. Dude, dude is enormous. Yeah, he's yeah. like seven feet tall, right? Like he's up there, right? Oh yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. bruh, <laughs> bruh. I was telling the I was telling the story like like Macho Man lives. He lived right around the corner from me, and he actually like when he died, he died like it was real close to my house and. It's like a big wrestling spot, like for yeah. some reason. Tampa, I'm moving to yeah, Tampa with you. No, can, can yeah, I move you, into we'll the... just switch. <laughs> we'll just switch places. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll just, we'll just trade for a week. See how that goes. Yeah, dude, that's wild. So when you yeah. like, do people like approach him a lot, or is he just kind of like, eh, that's all? No, uh, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I, we all got used to it, so we just see him, and he's just this monster driving down the street, you know. But yeah. Um, no, yeah, you know, I think he's just kind of part of the community. Monster. You know, when they started doing that reality show, I think things got a little worse for him, but. Um. Yeah, that's he, he had a reality show. Yeah, something on uh, MTV or something. Him and his family. Whoa, that's wild. Yeah. That is wild to think about. Yeah, I mean, like, are you really gonna go up to Hulk Hogan and bother him while he's shopping? I, I'll go body slam that bitch. <laughs> Listen here, brother. <laughs> yeah, and then this is Cronin being thrown across the room. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice. Oh man! So Ryan, did you know that there was a a bet put in place with you being on this show? <laughs> no, uh, not not really. There was a bet, and it was a it was set up by Adam, and he had said that either him he would pay us a hundred dollars. Wait, my Josh? Adam? Yes, yes. you're Adam. Yeah. Okay, he would pay us a hundred dollars, or Josh would shave his beard if you ever showed up on this show. <laughs> so you, so he's got to pay you. 
someone someone's staying up somehow. Or shaving Josh's beard. I, I either get a bag of hair or I get a hundred dollars. So <laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm texting Adam right now and telling him to get you. Just to pay you. you owe someone a hundred bucks, dork. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Hell yeah. That's so funny. Guess who? Question mark. <laughs> Amazing. Tight. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so we we've also asked. Uh, I was going to say we've asked a question before about the steamy nook. Like who owns the steamy nook? But who really, from your perspective, came up with the name? Uh, I would definitely say it was probably. I said definitely probably. Um, <laughs> I feel like it would be a combination of Adam and my brains. I don't really know, but I, I think it would probably be one of us, especially at that time, like in, in that era, like. It was story of the year from the time we opened our eyes to the time we closed them. Like him and I, like we're just go, go, go. Like we were psychopaths about story of the year. So kind of, I, I feel like anything like that would have come from one of our two brains or a collect, like our brains combined, you know? Mm-hmm. Crazy. And that was a podcast. <laughs> now it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, I yeah. say, it's a 20 year old <laughs> joke, now a podcast. Yeah. Our, our first episode was called Ryan Don't Sue Us, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so when I moved out of my house last month, the the what was the control room that Steve Evitt sat in? Uh if you if you watch like um what was that DVD called? Uh Year and a Half of the Life of Story of the Year or whatever. Mm-hmm. You show us it shows us recording in the wake of the termination like at my house. So right. all that control room stuff, that's my basement. And after we made that record, that room just kind of turned into storage. So, you know, I don't really I haven't really been in there in like 18 years or whatever, um, or 15 years, whatever. Anyway, so they had this like um, sound diffusion panels that said the steamy nook on them. I just took them down like a month ago and took them to our podcast studio. So like, that's pretty cool that we have like the nice. the actual shit from the recording, you know, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah Adam really and I cool. talked uh, over the weekend about, you know, when you guys get set up, I told him I'd send them. I have the... Uh... The song chart. I said, if you guys want to display it, yeah, in the, yeah, uh, yeah. Pod, in the podcast area. So, no, dude, yeah. you should keep that. Cronin, yeah. I'll. You know what? I have the um, my song chart from Wolves. It's not the band one, but it's mine. Like, yeah, which guitar I used on every single album. Like the song, like the working titles, like what pedals That's I awesome. used. Like, like, because I recorded the whole thing at my house, so I just kept track of like what I used for leads and rhythms and blah 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 and all this stuff. I'll send it to you so you can have it with that one. Dude, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. It's pretty cool. The Sodi Museum. <laughs> Growing yeah. one piece at a time. That's that's insane. <laughs> Didn't you don't you have the bass now from Adam on the wall? I I do, yeah. Yeah. I don't, that's I don't, I don't want to screw up my uh, setup here. Can you see it? There it is. Nope. Oh, oh, nice. Is it the is it that black one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. black yeah. custom one, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's pretty cool, man. I got Josh's that's drum set behind me. <laughs> that's crazy. Dude. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, my God. Does it have, uh, is that sound dampening pads on it, or does he have black heads on it? Yeah. No, it's sound dampening. Oh. Yeah. Dude, that'd be cool. I don't even know if they make black drum heads. Oh, wait. I guess all drum heads are black. Never mind. Are they? No, they're clear. Never mind. I'm stupid. Uh, I think they make black ones. Yeah, but, they do. Yeah. So besides being like the electric uh, triangle player in the band, you also do play the guitar. You yeah. You write some musics. Yeah. Uh, what made you pick up guitar in the very first place? Um, um, I don't really know. My older sister had an electric guitar and this little amp and because she was super into metal. And my parents got it for her. Long story short, she never played it. It was just sitting there. And um, one day I just plugged it in and just started hitting the low E string. And it was just like the heaviest shit, you know, I, I just like discovered religion or something, you know, I just sat there for hours and just hit this one low E string and just, it sounded so heavy. And that's literally how I started playing. You know, I just played on the one low E string. For, I feel like for like four months and just went up and down that one string, you know, how soon after that did you get like your own very first guitar? Uh, I would, within a year, probably it was an Ibanez. Nice. Uh, yeah, real metal looking Ibanez, uh, like the shape of it was kind of metal looking, but, um, no man, like I was instantly like, like addicted, you know, like I grew up playing sports, um, uh, riding BMX, like real active kid, like all American kind of kid. And I discovered the guitar and I just like quit everything. I, 
uh, for young kids listening to this, um, don't listen to this next part, but like, I just like quit going to school, quit doing homework, quit. <laughs> like I, I still, to this day, I probably have like the record for like most days missed at school, you know, and, and still graduating. Um, I, yeah, I was like, no joke. I was a straight A student, like straight A student until I started playing music and then just quit sports, quit school, quit everything. And just my sole mission in life was to make fucking songs. How did how did everybody in your life kind of react to that shift, like your your family and stuff? Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's a huge testament to like, especially my mom. You know, like I feel like a lot of parents would be like, "You want to do what? Like, you want to play rock music for a job?" You know, my mom's just like, "Okay, honey, you just try your hardest." You know, and, yeah. and then I, you know, it's we. Hey, mom, my friends and I are moving to California. I've never lived anywhere besides your house. We're moving to California to, to get a record deal and become rock stars. And she's like, oh, well, just don't do drugs and just work really hard. You know? So they couldn't have been more supportive. But also, like, I think my mom knew that there was just part of my personality. It's like once I, like, am into something, like, she, she, like, she couldn't have stopped me even if she tried. I think she knew that, you know? And, like, as a parent now... Like, I see my daughters, like, super into art, super into it, like, hours a day. And to see her love something so much, is it's so fucking beautiful to see. And maybe my mom saw that, too. It's just like, man, this kid, like, really found something that he, like, really puts his heart and soul into, you know? So I can't really fuck with that, you know? Um, sure. And also in school, I missed a lot of days. Uh, I didn't do any of the work. I was never like a discipline problem. Like I loved all my teachers. I was always like, I was like a really good, bad kid. So I think that probably helped too. Like I've never ever in school had a teacher that I didn't like, like ever once, you know, I like, they were all great and everything. I was just a crazy person. Man, I'm seeing some weird parallels running. To what? <laughs> I was the same way. In, I'm, I was the same way in school. Oh, I yeah, didn't yeah. do the work. I barely paid attention. Yeah. I just showed up and I, some teachers thought I had narcolepsy <laughs> because I would just fall asleep. Yeah. I was bored in class. Yeah. 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 Um, that was like a, that was an issue I kept getting talked to you about, but, um, I almost barely didn't graduate. Uh, I had a cool teacher who gave me a passing grade, which allowed me to finish and wrap up out of high school. But yeah, I just, I couldn't do the school thing. I, I didn't do college. Uh, just couldn't pay attention and, yep. you know, sit still, but yeah, bro, super weird, bro. So my teachers thought I had the polar opposite of narcolepsy and, uh, <laughs> not to be a one upper, but I actually had to go to high school for an extra <laughs> half year. That's how bad it was for me. Yeah. But I also had a teacher that like kind of shouldn't have let me graduate that did, you know? Mm-hmm. But That's awesome. yeah, like I think if it wasn't for that teacher and then uh, this this girl named Renee, uh, shout out Renee, Renee Kroll. Shout out Renee. Yeah, she let me copy like four months of her uh, her work to graduate <laughs> with a D, you know, in, in this particular Damn. class. So if it wasn't for Renee, I probably – you know, and these, this certain teacher, like I probably would have never, I probably wouldn't even have a high school diploma, you know? Shout out Renee. No, I just think that like Western education is, a, uh, for the most part, kind of like a, unless you're in certain private schools or certain situations, for the most part, public school is kind of like a one size fits all kind of thing. And for a brain like mine, like it didn't really work for me, you know? Right. I don't know if this is like a spoiler, but the, I, you, you told me when we were in St. Louis that the new album is called Renee Kroll. Right? <laughs> Spoiler. yeah, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to bleep that out. Well, will have to bleep that out. Cronin, you know what's funny? Is she she was actually yeah. there. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah, Yo, what? Cool, yeah she was actually there, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's so cool. awesome. Yeah. We have this weird thing that we still, you, you guys probably all know this, but like we were all friends before we were a band, right? Yeah. And yeah. a lot of still, like Cronin, like you guys have met like AG and people like that, like, Dude, we're still friends with the same people we went to high school with still, you know, like if you, I don't know. I think that's like something about St. Louis and Missouri yeah. and uh, the particular neighborhoods that we all grew up in. Like we still all, I still, we still all like know this, know those people. I talk to other people yeah. in, in other parts of the world and other parts of, uh, a lot of people have no contact with people they went to school with. I was going to say, that's incredibly lucky because I don't talk to anyone really yeah. from high school, from my neighborhood. I mean- there's maybe one or two people that I check in with once a year, yeah. once every six months. It's that scenario of, hey, let's hang out. Yeah. But we know you never do. Sounds yeah. good on paper. That's Yeah, I was going to say that's incredibly lucky, but also kind of weird how you selected to be friends with Adam 
That's that's wild to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy to me. But yeah, yeah. just kidding, just kidding, Adam. No, dude. I'll tell you what. Um, you know, we've we've all been through like changes, and you know, like life happens, and there's ups and there's downs, and there's marriages, and there's kids, and there's tragedy and heartbreak and love and triumph, and just life is fucking crazy. But I'll tell you what about Adam though, like that dude, the especially like the moving to California, the getting a record deal. Like those early years, like that dude was my right hand man in every fucking sense of the word, you know? Does anyone want a root beer? <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know that like Story of the Year would have worked out the way it did if it wasn't for. Um, I mean, all of us, we all played our role in everything, but like Ab and I, we were like the fucking dynamic duo of like yeah. work crazy hard, party super hard, work super hard. Party super hard, rinse, repeat, 365, you know? The skull nose dick factory, man. Yeah, it's true. It's real. <laughs> it's a yeah. real thing. I, I love, like, Josh and Adam's dynamic. It's like they love each other, but you can tell Josh does not care for him. Dude, <laughs> you know? dude those two argue like like uh, siblings. Dude, it's hilarious. Josh, I, okay, no. I'll say this about Josh. I truly think Josh is one of the funniest people that walks yeah. the earth. He is... <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, it's because like he's crabby a lot. He's aggravated a lot. He's like actually says some things that are like kind of negative, but he has this like one in a million kind of personality where almost everyone that did that, I would be like running from full speed. Yeah. Like, dude, I have to, I have to get away from this, yeah. but he's the one in a million person where it's 100% of the time. It's fucking hilarious. Like yeah. when he complains about stuff or gets aggravated, it's some of my favorite moments as a human. I, I don't know what it is about that dude. I I, yeah. I just think he's so goddamn funny, you know. Yeah, like he, he might, has that he, over it face down pretty good. Yeah, his over it face to me is like I, I don't know. It's like an ice cream sundae, dude. Like it's like I just give 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 it to me, dude. Give it to me all day because I just think it's so great, you know. Yeah. Man, so that, that means uh, 10 minutes into me seeing him on Saturday, I had an ice cream sundae. <laughs> but, but dude, really, really think about what I'm saying. Most people, if there's, not, if there's 100 people in a room and if 99, 99 of them, you would just be like, I got to get away from that person because they're just crabby. Yeah. They're aggravated. They're complaining about the, everything. Josh just does it in this way where it is so... Fun, it's like funny to the point that it's like <clears throat> endearing and charming. Like yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. Like if Josh all of a sudden stopped complaining about stuff and just became this like super positive dude, I would like I would. I, that would be just, awkward. I would hate it. <laughs> yeah, I would hate it. You know, you would think he has like brain cancer or something. <laughs> yeah, something's yeah, yeah. actually wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. He he will he does not like fall into peer pressure. You know what I mean? Like no. he's no. I'll joke with him. Like we were when we were coming for those three shows last year. I was like. I, we were trying to get him to go out. He's like, I'm not going out. I said, well, I said, we're not coming. He's like, well, see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was good. He goes, you can get a refund if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No peer pressure. It's like, if, don't care. if you don't want to eat what he wants, he's like, ah, well, go eat. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't care. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like the, I, I truly am like the luckiest dude because chemistry is uh endlessly fascinating to me and it is so real you guys know like there's just this certain push pull yin and yang that happens in story of the year with this group of dudes like we're all so vastly different but it just works in just the right way that it just i i don't know dude i feel like the luckiest dude in the entire world like dan is mm -hmm. as far as like a lead singer like there, there's not a lead singer on the earth that's easier to be in a band with than dan there's just yeah. it, you know, he's a fucking weird-ass dude. I'm sure he thinks I'm a weird-ass dude. But there's uh, – I can't imagine a lead singer that's easier to work with and easier to be in a band with, you know? We already talked about Adam and Josh. Like, just – like, our dynamic, like, we make fun of each other to no end because that's what you do when you truly love somebody. If you don't mm -hmm. love someone, you don't make fun of them. You're just like, I'm not giving that guy any energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you cut into people yeah. that you love, like siblings, you know? And – um I don't know. I just feel like when we're together, we just never stop making fun of each other and never stop. And we're always laughing. And it's just, I'm just, I truly am yeah. like the luckiest dude in, in the entire world. That's awesome.
Yeah. Guitar wise, Ryan, like I was curious, like who is on your guitar player Mount Rushmore, right? Like if you're like all of the, all of your heroes, let's say. Mm-hmm. Okay, so depending on which like phase I've been in in my life slash career, I would have a different answer. Like early, you know, like early early two thousands, like uh, late nineties two thousands, it would have been like uh, the dudes from Thrice, uh, back from Glassjaw, whatever, and then you know. Wake of Determination, those eras, it would just be like Dimebag, like all day, all day. With the perspective I have now and just kind of taking like my whole career and everything that inspires me, like looking at it through like a kind of like a more mature, wider lens, uh, I would probably say Tom Morello because nice. everything the dude plays makes your head move. It's all so simple. The older I get, the more I play music, the more time. A guitar is in my hand the more i appreciate simple you know like just something that just makes your body move and your head move and makes you want to turn that shit up like that's more impressive to me than the fastest guitar solo the shreddiest thing like you know like i'll always have a love for dimebag and dudes like that and um you know on the more like the classical end like a like a good david gilmore solo that shit's great it's timeless but give me a tom morello riff all day dude like all day. That's yeah, I've been, one. Hell yeah. I've been listening to his, uh, that uh, solo album he put out not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a, a song he did with the X ambassadors as well. And it's, it's folky, but mm-hmm. it's just the, the guitar is just gorgeous yeah. in it. I, yeah. Tom Morello is someone that I've as, especially as of the last few years, like I love rage. Don't get me wrong, but like I'll listen to his radio stations on like he's got like nine stations that he runs on XM mm-hmm. and it's yeah. all basically just music that he loves and like listening to his influences in turn has gotten me more into him and more into rage as well. Yeah, dude, I'm sure he played Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and like yep. all that shit. Cause dude, that's where all those riffs come from. You like, I didn't get into that stuff till later. Like I was yeah. in the Rage Against Machine. Then you hear Sabbath and you hear Zeppelin. And you're like, oh shit, that's immigrant song. That's kind of like Bulls on Parade. Like I don't know. You, mm-hmm. Like there's there's parallels and you you can definitely hear the influence. But like I do think uh, I mean there's obvious like Tom Morello like all, all the cool sound effects and like the innovation and like that's what he's gonna go down in history for is like the first person to make his guitar sound like a turntable and like all that crazy (laughs) shit. Um, that's, that's like his lane. Like no one's better in the world at that, but it's his riffs, dude. Like you take bulls on parade, like Dano, dude, I could take, I could take my nine year old son and teach him to play guitar. And in three weeks he could play that. And that's why it's so great. That's why it's so fucking great. It's the easiest thing. It's it's one note played yeah. on two strings, and it's just the rhythm of it. And it just it's just, dude, it, it can make fifty thousand people move their body. And it's yeah. you know, like have you seen videos of them playing like f- big festivals in Europe and shit like that? It's like it's like the m- most remedial, simple guitar shit in the entire world. But it's like it, it, it it's so impactful and moves so many people it's that shit that's what it's all about to me these days you know magnificence and simplicity amen some of the coolest rage footage is actually their like northridge concert where they played at cal state northridge and it's just people walking around like the quad Dude, i've seen it you've seen that i've seen it oh man I, I think it was their actual first show yeah their first show oh, people wow. just walk yeah, around it's like they're like people are in front of like you know, royalty, they just don't know it yet. You know, it's their first yeah. appearance. And yeah. they're playing, and some of the versions of the songs are almost, are like crazy similar to what wound up on that first record, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're just jamming out and like, they're so into it. Like Zach's like way into it. People are just like walking by having conversations yeah. and stuff. It's wild. I gotta go to class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there's definitely some similarity from like how Tom I think Tom plays kind of how you play, like with the way that you guys like strike the string with your whole body almost. It's kind of hard to describe and explain, but I don't know. That's that's what I hear in both of you guys is that like intensity of I'm going to basically tear these strings off the guitar if I have to, you know, to make this sound awesome or whatever. 
Yeah. Uh, first of all, I would kiss you on the lips for saying that. I mean, uh, that's just what I do as a, as a guitar but, player myself, anyways. Yeah, I've always been like a really physical player because I just, I don't know, I'm kind of a spaz, and it's what it's you know outside of my children, it's the thing I love most in the world. And um, dude, when I get in the zone, I get into it. It's like I, it's more. I know this sounds so freaking dorky, <laughs> but like it's it's like what i do man and it's like the thing that brings me so much joy and uh playing something that you really really love uh it just kind of i don't know man i just i play it like i fucking mean it because i do mean it you know yeah yeah so going going based off of that what you just said so far from this moment to the very first time you picked up that uh, your first guitar what is the greatest highlight of your entire guitar career? Oh shit. Um No, it's crazy. Most of like my favorite moments have been in the studio. Um Yeah. I love touring, I love hanging out with the dudes. Seeing people sing along and move along to music that you've written is like the greatest drug you could ever give some like if you could put that in pill form and give it to somebody, it would be like the best-selling drug of of the history of mankind, you know? Um, but still being in the studio and writing stuff and hearing it come together and hearing it like the foundation and then the, here's the walls and here's the windows and then we put this awesome roof and then guess what? We're going to paint the shit and oh my God, it's done. That whole process is like one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, honestly, on Wolves, there's this track called Youth. It's just a guitar piece and... Mm-hmm. That was like, like one of those crazy. It was like a fourteen-hour day, like no joke. Where I had it, this thing kind of in my head. I was like, I just wanted to do this guitar piece, kind of guitar. Yeah, it's like a, I guess, a guitar solo, but it's like more just like a composition I wanted to do with just like a lot of fuzz, and I wanted it to sound like a, like a, almost like a, like a monotone note underneath it, like bagpipes. That's all. I was like, I just want to do that. I just want to have one note, and it's like bagpipes, and I just want to do this thing over the top of it. And I tried all day long, all day long, and nothing was right. And then after like literally like an entire day, it was like one o'clock in the morning and I just like hit fucking gold, dude. And I just did this whole thing in one take and I was like, holy fuck, stopped it, hit record, did another take, stopped it, hit record, did another take, stopped it, hit record. I did like four or five takes. It took me all day and I just, I don't know what happened. It was just like, like, dude, all... Like all the hairs on my body were standing up. It was just like this. I was screaming like my whole, like I woke my whole family up. I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs. And I took those five takes and just made like one master comp of it. It's a dorky guitar thing that only a guitar player would ever like appreciate, but it's it's awesome. Uh, it's it, fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I'm just yeah. It's it. Th- thank you, but uh, I know this is like woo woo, but it's just like I felt like there was like something like channeled through me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not something mm-hmm. I was like because I I wasn't trying to write anything. I was just trying to like I was just improv. No, that sucks. Improv. No, that sucks. Improv. No, that sucks. Like I wasn't like planning out notes. I, like I don't write like that. I don't plan shit out. It just comes out, you know. But I just, I just stuck at it, stuck with it all day, waiting for the right thing to come out. And it's just like, I just hit this flow state where shit was just coming out of me, and I just kind of had like no control out of it. It was just like coming out, and my, I wasn't even like trying to move my hands; they were just moving by themselves, you know. And it, after fourteen hours, or whatever, just five, five mm-hmm. minutes, like of just like magic happened, you know. I've had moments like that in the studio where it's like. Um, it's hard to describe to people, but you just feel like it's like not coming from you. It's like coming through you from some other fucking dimension or something. You, you got know. possessed by the guitar gods. Seriously, dude, 
yeah that's how <laughs> i feel you know and it wouldn't even have to be a solo it could just be like three chords that just came out at the right time in in, in my life and that really like hit me a certain way like some of my favorite shit that i've ever made is like not a guitar guitar yeah. solo it's just like a combination of chords and some kind of lead over it or whatever i don't know yeah youth is very conversational in the way it's composed it's you know what i mean it's, it's almost like you're talking in a way like with the little phrasing like the phrases and the lines but when i first listened to it i was like dude this sounds like a freaking bald eagle soaring <laughs> yeah yeah you know what I mean? yeah. through, through yeah. a valley i don't know with lightning <laughs> striking i don't know at the same time what's funny <laughs> is i remember showing it to my daughter for the first time and she was like wait that's you i was like what yeah she's like you can you, that's nice you can play like that i was like that day i could you know yeah that day i could do you are your kiddos like oh that was really cool that's really cool dad i really like this or i'm really inspired by this or are they like all right cool news dad cool news dad <laughs> is that how it goes for sure yeah i'm just they're so used to it it's all they've ever known so it's like me being a, a musician is all they've ever known so it's like they they're start like my daughter now that she's old enough now like she's super into like all good music and like if i'm like if someone recognizes me somewhere or someone like talks about the band like i can see she kind of goes like oh man that's pretty cool but she's into like <laughs> she's into like great music man she like loves turnstiles she like even like older stuff she loves rage she loves smashing pumpkins like she's she's into like really really good music you know like fake no more and stuff like good shit and uh now she's starting more to get it. Man, I didn't get into like good music until I was like into college. That's that's cool. Yeah, I, and I've never really like pushed it either. It's it's just like kind of happened. Like I don't know. Like she showed me some some uh, turnstile stuff. Like because she's she like does deep dives, dude. She listens to all the records in sequence, in headphones, hours at a time. You know, and she's like, hey, you know the song? Like, nope. Dad, you didn't listen to the full album. It's like, I mean, I have, but I don't like. I don't know. She, she like knows like all the deep cuts and all that shit. You know, it's great. She's like fucking poser. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. I actually wanted to surprise everybody with something that I made. Uh, I took some footage from last weekend on my phone and stuff. Um, it's kind of like a like a little souvenir for us all that were at the show. I mean, not not the show, but the shoot. But also kind of like a promo for whatever. So uh, let me see if I can just share my screen real fast. This is pretty cool. Can anybody hear me? Is anybody listening at all? Why is it so? Why should people join the Patreon? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Adam, anything? Don't join it. Dude, that's, that's awesome. dope. That's so good. Yeah, that's nice. awesome. I know. Nice. I was I was just mega amped off of that weekend, so I was like, dude, I gotta put this together somehow. Yeah. Do something with this. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'll do I'll do like a full music video update on Patreon. Uh, send me that thing. I'll post it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You bet. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that weekend was. Um, you know, when you guys announced, hey, we're gonna have some some fans there. You know, so many of us are like, dude, we gotta figure out how to get there. You know, I booked flights <laughs> right away. Um, yeah. Ortiz flew in from fucking Seattle and, you know, I mean, like, you know, kind of talking about, you know, we've talked about how all of us have found you guys and, and, you know, and that kind of thing. And I really kind of harken back to like, I love Page Avenue so much, but I think it was the DVDs that really kind of like, <laughs> because like, you know what I'm saying? Like you see you guys and you watch it so many times and you start to like, I, I know these people and, you know, I, I, I connect with these people. And then when we meet you, it's, you know, it's just like, Hey, we're just partying and stuff. And. And, uh, but, you know, kind of to be cemented in that yeah. history, I was like, dude, I gotta, we gotta figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah. like my wife was, my yeah. wife had to go out of town too. So it was like, oh, we gotta hire somebody to watch the fucking dogs. Like we gotta figure it out, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, yeah. um, and then, you know, it was just, you know, getting us in there and, and letting us be a part of that was just insane. No, dude, it just, it, 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 it means everything to us, dude. It's, um, truly, I don't know. What's the best word here? Fucking amazing and heartwarming and just ridiculously cool as fuck 
how awesome you guys are and like how much you guys have all connected with each other even and like yeah. this community you guys have built and like uh bernstein was on the podcast last week he wasn't really on it he was just hung over like yeah, yeah he was yeah, yeah. he was there yeah <laughs> he was in zombie mode but he he like told a cool story about like the airbnb and how everyone like chipped in and like there's just something cool about it and the fact that like i i don't know it's like i we're just we're just lucky fucking dudes man like we're just really really lucky to have people like you and and i just think it's cool that like you guys have all found each other too you know absolutely it's really cool man it's really cool to like observe it's been it's been awesome to be a part of and like since the discord got started and the patreon got started like it's definitely like a very close-knit family vibe to with it all for sure 100 percent. my my little self young self when page avenue when i first heard page avenue i never thought i'd be sitting in well a, a meeting type situation with one of my favorite guitar players uh, or anybody from the band period, let alone making so many new friends that I have, like these guys, especially, you know, Henry, even though he's not in here, he's in spirit. He died. Mm. He but died. Yeah, I, I, he's, he's, he's dead. Just he dee -dee. So, so Ryan, I know you got to go, but um, I just wanted uh, Majestic Steve to quickly share his story, his experience on the music video, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. All right. Bring it. He, was, he he slept right through it, dude. What? <laughs> he slept. He, he fell yeah. asleep. Didn't wake up for it. Yeah. At, at Skate Laborious? No, 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 no. no. Oh, that would have no, been no. even better. No. <laughs> even better. He said in the sleep on the on the half pipe. We all had plans, and you know we're gonna meet up, and, and, and dude texted us at like one o'clock. He's like, I, I slept in. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I woke up, and I'm just like. So we did we did a live Shit. we did a live episode of this from um, St. Louis last week and we just ragged his ass the whole time so it was good. That's funny. Hey, yeah. I'm great, dude. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I've done it. Yep. All right, dude. Yeah. Well, we're gonna let you go, man. Thank you so much for being here. We love you so much. Thank yeah, you. dude. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna have to uh, let Adam know. Oh yeah, he texted back. Yeah. <laughs> he had a question mark. <laughs> Send a picture. Of he did. Picture of the screen. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a fabulous idea. <laughs> Ryan, if you want to tell the audience who's listening uh, where to find you online and promote whatever you want to promote right now, this is your, this is your floor. I'm on Instagram at I am Ryan Phillips, and Story of the Year is at Story of the Year, and that's all I need to promote. Boom. Here you go. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Um, dude, truly, thank you guys for being so thank rad. And thank um, you. I just feel like there's one day. We'll figure out some way to repay you, motherfuckers, for how awesome you guys are. You know, Patreon float trip. Oh, oh my god! Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> I just got done with one. I'll do another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I'll see you in Tampa in September. Hell yeah, Don't you will. Yeah. All right, dude. All right, see you guys. Thank you for All having right. me. Love you, buddy. Bye, Ryan. Right. See you, All buddy. Right. Bye, bye. All right, see you, bud. Wow. Oh, that was well, awesome. ladies and gentlemen. That was cool. That was Mr. Ryan. Well, we'll use this time to do our, our <laughs> outro because it's the end of the podcast, so we're here now. We'll do our, our fuck you list. So we have our honorary fuck you to Wiley. Dude, I love his music, but his his like takes on music are terrible, Jeez. in my opinion. He's <laughs> a moron. He was emo just, as shit today in the dude, Discord. Dude, he's coming, uh, he's coming to Tampa uh, for the uh, Story of the Year show. So, when uh, is that? September 2nd, I believe. So... Yeah, he's he's coming. He's on a work trip in Texas, so he says he's coming out here. And our, our Patreon members that do receive the shoutouts, we have Miss Perry. What do you guys want to say to Miss Perry? Ah, same, yeah, <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> Welcome That's back to close. America. Love you, you Miss Perry. I'm glad you traveled safe. It was nice to meet you. Oh wait. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad you didn't get stuck in customs. We have uh, Talia. Oh, good day, good day, mate. Blooming onion. And then we have the birthday girl, Big T. Oh, uh, happy birthday, Big T. The best. The big T-shirt. It's what the Big T stands for. That T-shirt was like smaller than what I would have been able to wear, but it looked like a tent on her. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that... Insert the gif here. That gif of her smiling, yeah, yeah. is... Oh, it's my the new, it's, the, it's my new favorite thing ever. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's a 3XL. <laughs> 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 then White Boots himself. Oh, Chris. Chris. Dude, he, 
everybody was amazing, but I just love that dude. Like he's just like yeah, the sweetest very, man. He's very sweet. He's, he's a sweet. he's a pleasant fellow like me, according to Josh. He's very pleasant. <laughs> he's absolutely sweet, but also equally insane. He drove. Oh drank, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't sleep. Drove back. He's a machine. He's a machine. He's a machine. He's a machine, dude. The FOMO, the FOMO is real, man. Yeah. It was so good to see you guys. The live show was manic, but I think it was great. <laughs> it was fun to do. I don't know. How, you know, I listened yeah. to it. It it sounded pretty pretty cool, but. Um, it was fucking crazy seeing you guys. It was awesome. To to listen to it was one thing, but yeah. to actually be right. there was a whole other thing. The yeah. experience, I think, I, I mean, it came across, yeah. but yeah, that was If you guys want the Steamy Nook to go on tour and do more live yes. podcasts, <laughs> yeah. sign up on that yeah. Patreon, but like at the highest tier, so it could be Yeah, possible. we got to get this going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had goddamn what a show that would be to be live. I had legit goosebumps at a, at the beginning of that live pod, especially when everybody yeah. was singing the intro song. Yeah. Oh that man, was awesome. that was, was like dope. that was if a. You, if you're here for Ryan, you didn't listen to last week's episode. Hit pause. Go listen to last week's yeah, episode. Yeah, right it's now. short. You'll get there real quick. It's yeah, it's really cool. And Henry went, he went hard on that episode. He was loud and proud. <laughs> yeah, he was good, man. <laughs> Henry might as well have just been the only guy there. Dude, well, I yeah. think, you know, one of the things with um, that episode, it was cool because, like, the crowd just made it better, you know, but it didn't it didn't make me lose focus. You know what I mean? I, right. I was still focused on what we were talking about, what we were doing, and, yeah, it was, we got to do that again. It was like a voice chat, but we muted everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was like a voice chat. That's <laughs> yeah. a good way to put it. Absolutely. Pretty much, yeah. I think that's that's all that's all that's all she wrote, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Apple Podcasts on the Spotify's if you haven't yet. Uh, as Henry would say, "Fuck Spotify," but you know we got to use Spotify to distribute okay. this podcast, which is how you're listening to this. Enter the ad so now. while you're there on Spotify, hit that five star rating. We greatly would appreciate that. And make sure you're following the band on social medias. We got the the Twitters. We got the Instahams. But most importantly, the Patreon.com slash the Steamy Nook. And ladies and gentlemen, Wake me we'll... up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One for the road, guys. Wake me up. Oh, you go, go. Wake me up. Wake me up. Before you go, go. Wake me up. Wake me up. It hurts. <laughs> it never gets old. Oh, my God. It doesn't. It's so it doesn't great. It doesn't get old. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't say next once. Oh, Henry wasn't here. Never mind. Next, 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 next.